Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. That was not good. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. All right, thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. We have a wide variety of things to discuss. A little later, I'll be joined by my Facebook friend, Jeff Dawson, so we can discuss the 2020 season and a few things that bother us about the 2020 Rangers. The first series is over. The Rangers did win the opening game, but not because of their offense. And also, if you watch today, you know that Corey Kluber went out with a sore right shoulder, which he is a right-handed pitcher, so that's not a good thing. So my biggest complaint about this team coming into the season was their lack of offense. It really showed in the first few games. They only scored three runs total the first two days of the season. Makes me think that we're going to have a multitude of close games in 2020. I also wonder how much of a problem Globe Life Field is going to wind up being. Home runs are going to be down this year. I think we already know that. That means the Rangers can't count on the long ball to win a lot of games. Now, I could be wrong. As they get used to it, they might start hitting a lot more home runs out of it, but it doesn't look like it right now. You know, you have to be able to help your pitcher out when he throws a quality start, not leave 12 stranded like they did on Saturday afternoon. 60 games is not quite enough to figure things out. It's a shame that the first season in Globe Life Field is shortened to just 30 home games. Of course, we can project what it'll look like through a full season, but we won't really know until they play a full season. I'm sure we'll talk about this later on, but guys like Kluber, Frazier, Chirinos, and others are all on a one-year deal, and obviously it will not be a full year. We should be seeing more guys like Leody Tavares, Jose Trevino, Willie Calhoun, and other prospects to test their mettle in this shortened season. I have said it several times, at their best, I don't think this is a World Series ready team. And I'd love, love, love to be wrong, but I don't see this being a World Series team. All right, coming up after this short break, we'll be joined by our first guest co-host, Jeff Dawson, and get his thoughts on the 2020 Rangers. If you'd like to be a guest co-host on the podcast, you can tweet us at The Ranger Report. Send us a Facebook message at The Ranger Report on Facebook. Email me personally, ben at therangerreport.com or leave a voice message on our share line on Anchor. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. 
I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Well, let's start off about spring training. Guys that made the team, guys that didn't make the team. Go ahead and give me your thoughts on that, Jeff. Uh, Boy, I don't have a roster right in front of me, but... I mean, Frazier's there. Yep. And I know they put him at first base, even though they signed him for third base, and it's only for a year. I mean, Guzman, as I understand, is struggling some, but this was typical of last year. Yeah. He's got to get playing time. You've got, if you can't stay in the game and get the reps you need and the at bats you need. Well, we know how that works unless you're Harold Baines or, or uh, Tony Gwynn and just a phenomenal iron batter, it's going to take time. On the catching side, you know, Chirinos is here for a year. Uh, Mathis, this is his last year. Yep. Trevino, I was glad to see they brought him up and made the roster because I believe it was that two years ago where he played in the Father's Day game, and for being up there for only two days, he performed exceptionally well behind the plate and at the bat. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, he got his first major league hit in that series, did he not? He did, yes. I think he got the game-winning hit in that series. That's You are correct. Yeah, and, in that last game. And then they threw him back to Nashville for whatever reason. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's the future. And you have Connor Falefa. It looks like, I guess they're going to use him as a utility player. Well, we saw him play third base for the last two years. We've seen him behind the plate. Someone yeah. tell me why he didn't win that job at third base. Well, he did. He got hurt on uh, he got he had a hamstring issue uh, that came up on Saturday. Okay. Okay. I was not aware of that. Yeah, he did. He is the third baseman. That's why they moved uh, Frazier to first, I guess. And to to speak to that, I guess I think they would have probably made Guzman the full-time first baseman if they didn't have Frazier on the roster. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Since they had Frazier, they expected him to play third, but during spring training, Isaiah Kinderfluffa beat out Frazier at third and so Frazier was able to play first. But I'll tell you what, I'm with you on Guzman. He looks completely lost right now, and I think it's because of what you said. They're only giving him a bat here and there. A young guy like that needs consistency, and then there's nowhere to send him because there's no minor league baseball this year. Yes, I mean, every as a player and even as an umpire, the hardest pitch for anybody to hit and judge is that outside corner. Yeah. And the only way... You can't get used to that in a batting cage unless you've got a pitcher in a session where throw it on the corner and then start working it off the corner until you're about six inches. And I did this with my players when I was a coach. That's the only way you're going to identify it. Well, now you've got to be able to identify the slider, the fastball, the curve, the changeup on the outside corner of that plate. And if you don't see it enough, 
how in the world are you supposed to learn how to either swing at it or let it go? Yeah, I think he's really between a rock and a hard place because he could be good, but boy, he looked lost at the plate. I mean, uh, today he looked, was it today or was it yesterday? One of those days he looked completely, completely lost. Oh, yesterday he was just befuddled because he got called on that third strike and then I believe is at his next at bat, they threw him that outside pitch and he swung knowing I should not have swung at that. Yeah. But you, you gotta be able to see that day in and day out. Cause as we know, every pitcher's got a different delivery, a different release point, different velocities, different yep. movement. And if you don't see it consistently, then you're going to look like a fish out of water at the plate and it get yep. extremely frustrated and lose your confidence. Yeah. That, and then today I thought, and you know, one day doesn't tell you anything, but Danny Santana looked lost today. That whole offense looked lost today after the yeah. third inning. It was yeah. just, and I'm not going to say that the Rocky pitchers were that outstanding. They were good. But yeah. I mean, other than Joey hitting his 500 or 490 foot bomb, <laughs> it was like, okay, so the best we can do is getting a bunt down. Yeah. Uh, I, I see even with Odor, I, I remember him last year and he was corkscrewing himself in the box. He was swinging so hard. Yep. And he did, he did get the winning run, the winning RBI in the first game, yep. but I was watching his swing last night and today, and it's like, he's got, getting right back to where he was. He is swinging as hard as he can. And that's not your job. Your job is to put the ball in play, slap yep. at it. Like you did at the end of last season. All you got to yep. do is make contact. You're not a power hitter. Well, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the verse series. I'll say that the Rangers pitching has looked as good as I thought it would. Not excellent, but really good. Of course, except for Kluber today going out in the or after the first inning. But uh, as far as the offense goes, yeah, it doesn't look so great. But I actually, in my predictions for the season, had the Rangers only taking one of these three games. I hate to be right, but I'll say that our two starters that are still you know not injured both looked really good Friday and Saturday. Minor was just as good as last year and so was Lynn. Their yep. form was perfect. Their delivery is smooth. Yep. They if they didn't get a call, they didn't get rattled. They just bore down and threw their game and threw it extremely well. I was very pleased to see that neither one of them had lost a step. I agree. And then really today the the bullpen did okay. Really, it was uh, – um, oh, gosh, I can't think of their shortstop's name. They hit the two home runs for Colorado. He, he's really the only thing that beat him today. Yes. But, you know, Palumbo, when – after last season, I had him as being one of the potential starters until they signed Lyles and Gibson because yeah. we didn't get to see him last year. He was hurt most of the time, but when yep. he did show up, you could tell he was he wasn't sure of himself, but he was trying to find his rhythm on the mound. And it's like this guy was highly touted. 
but he never, because of injury, he just didn't get a chance to shine. So for me, this was his first start, unexpected. And yeah, he got knocked around a little, but still he kept his composure. And I believe he gave up, what did he give up? Like two walks today? Uh, he only gave up one walk. And that was the ending that they pulled him when he walked that guy, if I'm, if I'm right, and they brought You're Chavez correct. in. That's correct, yeah. So, okay, he walked a guy. I can understand Woodward going, all right, we don't want to hurt this guy's confidence. It's his first time out. He got us this far. The game is still well within reach. So I was pleased to see that. I was pleased with Chavez's performance today. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I mean, all he, of them, like I said, did okay. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the numbers now. Palumbo has an ERA of 13.5. That's just because he gave up uh, three hits. But And Goody was the other one that gave up a run. He gave up that home run on his second pitch. Uh, right. Hernandez looks really good. You know, um, Chavez, like we said, Goody looked good. So it, it wasn't, like I said, I was pretty impressed. And like you said, I think Palumbo should probably get that spot if Kluber is going to be out long term. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Is yeah, after one inning, he just, all these all these months of hopefully he was doing conditioning and having yep. bullpen sessions, and you get stiff after yeah. the first inning. But if you look at his history, there's a reason the Indians didn't sign him. He's injury prone, and yep. in his last couple of years with them. He had a lot of trouble staying on the mound. So, and I was I was not a fan when they signed him for one year. It's like, we don't need a one-year pitcher. We need a seven-year pitcher. And if yeah. you got to develop him, develop him. But this is still a relatively young team. Yep. So let's – you've got good blocks. Build on them. You know, I, I, I've said from the beginning, and I know you said you, you, you had him less than I did. I had him with 29 wins this season. But – yeah, they're going to make the playoffs simply because almost nobody is going to miss the playoffs, but they're not a contender this year. I hate to say it. I would, I mean, like we talked about on Facebook earlier today, I would definitely start playing these young guys more to uh, see what they have because you're not going to be contending in 2020. No, look at the teams they've got to go up against the Dodgers, the Astros. I mean, now you did see where Verlander went down today. Yeah, and then show, uh, show and tell Otani didn't even make it out of the first inning. He gave up five runs without getting an out. Yes. So, but they've <laughs> still, I mean, Oakland, Oakland was yeah. really their bugaboo last year. Yep. I mean, just looking at their schedule, the Padres, you know, they got the Rockies again, the Diamondbacks. Well, of course, the Diamondbacks gave them fits last year. I believe they yeah, split they did. those. They, didn't they split they those, did, two, yeah. those two series? Was it four games? So it was yeah. two and two. But no, it does not. Yeah, it doesn't look encouraging. Dodgers, Astros, no. Yeah, we've got a really tough schedule this year. And they were saying that on the broadcast today that the West, American League, and National League are probably the best two divisions, you know, right now in the major leagues, top to bottom. Because even Seattle, they're rebuilding and they're not going to be great, but they seem to always find a way, you know, to take down some of the bigger guys. Yes, they do. I just hope it's not us, but. Well, since I, I don't consider us one of the big guys, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you pick 29 games and I pick 25. And yeah. I'm hoping that they exceed our expectations. But I agree with you. This is a – I mean, this is, to me, kind of a throwaway season. 
Yep. And what better chance to get all your young players into the game and let them find their way. Yeah. This, this, you don't, you don't have to go 162. You're only going 60. Yep. Well, you can't let them only play 30, get them in there, let them start learning this game, especially if they are the future. That's why I want to see Trevino behind the plate. I don't want to see Torinas. I don't want to see Mathis. I definitely don't want to see Fedorovich. I saw no. him last year and that's just, okay. He's a bullpen catcher and that's about yeah. it right now. You are correct on that. Yeah. And then of course, in the outfield, they have been putting Solak and they have been putting Scott Heineman out there. And I think, you know, I think that's with Chu is the DH. I think if they can move Chu this year, he's on the last year of his contract. I think they will. Which that is a good move because yep. yes, he's on the end of it. And Solak got to play uh, some outfield last year. Heineman, Heineman, I like him. Yeah, me he too. Looked, he looked good last season. He looked comfortable at the plate. He looked comfortable in the field. And, I mean, Gallo, he he shocks me in the outfield, just how much ground he can cover, and he's got that cannon arm. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me of, oh, I can't think of the player's name right offhand, but he played for the Yankees in right field. And what was his name? You didn't challenge his arm, even if you were at third base. I can't think of his name, but I know who you're talking about now. You know I'm talking about. I'm sure one of your listeners will go, oh, you idiots. This is who it is. (laughs) They say that to me all the time, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It had come to me, but Gallo's swing. I mean, I'm sorry, Joey, but. We need more than 250 or 260 out of your position. Swinging for the fences every pitch does not win games. It makes great highlights for oh, yeah. sports talk and the TV. And But when it comes down to we had two men on and you hit a 400-foot fly out. Uh, yep. Joey, all you had to do is put the ball in play and get two runs in and we win. I think he should have learned from that hit yesterday where he swung as hard as he could and dribbled yeah. it down the third baseline with no one there. That was just sheer, sheer luck. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. If he, I remember I remember talking about that with Hamilton too. If he could learn how to do that once every three or four games, then that shift would start not happening quite as often and he could start hitting the ball for singles and doubles. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to Hank Aaron's swing. You know, what was he, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, yeah, he was short. He, he he wasn't a big man, but you watch him swing, and it was so fluid. Yeah. Even Ruth. I mean, those guys, and then Maris and Mantle. Of course, Mantle, he did swing like a hammer. Yeah. But <laughs> they were so fluid. And I watched Gallo, and it's like, where's the hitting coach? Joey, you don't have to have a 105 mile an hour bat speed you've got the power in your body all you got to do is swing through with your body and hit that ball and son it's going to do things you never thought yeah that's exactly right and you're exactly right he needs a lot more a lot more singles and doubles and a lot more uh you know i'm not saying he should bunt but like you said if he would just swing his regular normal swing he would still hit a bunch of them out of the ballpark He'd be a 325, 330 average hitter. Yeah. And it would be consistent. And it's like, 
that's what you need at that position. You, you've got, I'm not going to say he has to be protected by any stretch in that lineup, but you guys start getting base hits and you're going to be amazed at what's going to happen. And that's what I loved about Ron Washington. Yeah. He got those guys to play the real game of baseball. Home runs are great. Cause remember when he took over the team, it was built for home runs. Yeah. And he turned it into a run machine team. And yeah, they had to get rid of various players cause they couldn't accept that uh, philosophy. Yep. But uh, let's see, two trips to the World Series. I'd say the philosophy was pretty damn successful. What do you uh, think? I would, I would agree with you 100%. And I'm not, uh, I'm not one way or the other on Woody yet. You know, he's had one full season now, one short season. But you know, his philosophy seems okay. But I'm, I mean, Ron Washington, unless until they win a World Series, which hopefully in our lifetime that'll happen, Ron Washington will always be, you know, my favorite manager that they had. I agree with that. He was. He, he got those guys to play baseball and play together and yep. put aside their egos. And that was, to me, that was brilliant. Yeah, they came up against a buzzsaw against the Giants yep. in 10, but nobody was going to beat those guys. They were just too good. That's and true. yeah, we can all go back to 2011 and game six against the Cardinals, <laughs> but let, let's not and say we did. I agree. I've had a I've had a policy for years. I don't talk about that game. You know, I interviewed uh, I interviewed Eric Nadell once, right? And, and he said he'll go back and listen to all of his uh, all of his replays and you know how he did and take notes. He said he's never gone back and listened to Game Six of that World Series. Well, he needs to. <laughs> yeah, he does. But I understand that had to be. I mean, he's been covering the team for so long that had to be really, really painful. You know, I've only been a fan for what thirty years, so <laughs> right. <laughs> But I mean, of all the players and I, I was watching that and after that ball was hit to Cruz, I called my son up and said, did you see what happened? And he goes, what did you see what Nelson Cruz did? And he goes, what? And I said, he, as an outfielder, he took a step towards the infield because he thought that pitch was going to be strike three yep. and that they were going to win the game. And he stepped with his left foot and I played outfield. Once you make that step, you're done. Cause he yep. made that catch 99 out of a hundred times during the regular season. He just had that one mental lapse and yep. he really did get a pass. I never understood that. Nobody really grilled him on that. And it's like, yeah. it's right there guys. You can see him make that step. It's like, uh Oh, I'm out of position. Yes, you were. Yep. And that, you know, again, I've seen enough of it again over over time that I totally agree with you. But yeah, it just and there were so many things that went weird, and that was where the rule for the uh, the uh, All Star Game winner hosting the World Series, and I think that lost us the World Series as well. Maybe I really haven't put much thought behind that. I just look at it: hey, you're in the World Series, yeah, and your stadium's going to be packed. Their stadium's going to be packed. Yep. And you made it this far. Now you got maybe seven more games. So you got to be mentally tough and it doesn't matter where you're playing. You've got to play your best. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. I think this 60 game season is going to be a lot of fun no matter what happens. And I do think, you know, say 25, 30 games into this season, 
I think we're going to see a lot of young guys playing on the field if the Rangers do this right, which hopefully John Daniels will. I have no faith in John Daniels right now. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. About 2012 to about 2017, I had no faith in him. I started, you know, gaining it back, and now I'm not sure again. I mean, we have 10 starters on the team that have one-year contracts. Yeah, that is not good. 10. How does I, – I don't understand the thinking by that. And then you throw Mathis in there. Yep. Then you throw Chu in there. Yep. I mean, there's – now we've got 12 players, possibly 13 out of 26. So half of your squad isn't coming back in 2021? Exactly right. You know, the Marlins did that, but at least when they did it, they won a World Series. Yes, and then they dismantled the team shortly yeah. thereafter. Yeah, which and I don't want to. And they did yeah. it twice, not, not once. Right. They, did, they, did they did it twice. twice. They did it twice. And still nobody goes to see them play. <laughs> I heard a I heard a Goodman from one of their players that he was asked what it'll be like playing with no fans. And he said, Yeah, no, we're we play in Miami. We're kind of used to that. Yes, they are, aren't they? <laughs> that that is you know Yeah. And that because when they were the Florida Mar where did they play when they were the Marlins? I th what think they still played in. I think they still played in Miami. Did they? Maybe not. You know, I have to look that up. I don't remember where they played when they were the Florida Marlins. But yeah, they opened up that new stadium because, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, that's where the old Orange Bowl was. I believe you're correct. And the, as I understand, even the folks in Miami were not happy over that stadium being built. And yeah, no. then you got a bad team and now you have no fans. You know, they, yep. what's scary is Tampa Bay draws more than the Marlins. That's, that's really bad. That is really bad. Cause that's Tampa Bay doesn't really draw anybody bad. either. <laughs> you know, and, uh, that, and, and I've never understood that the Rays are a competitive team. And they always are. Yeah. I'd, I've never understood that either. Cause they've always, especially when Joe Madden was there in that, you know, early two thousands, mid two thousands, 2010, 11, all that, they were a fun team to watch. They were, they, and you never knew what to expect from them, but Oh, that, you know, I remember yeah. the Rangers playing them and who was their star that won the series for him. He hit that home run right over the top of right field fence, but uh, left field fence. Basically it was a line drive. Was it Evan Longoria? Yes, it was Longoria. Yeah. He just yeah. smashed that thing. It's like, yep. uh Oh, that's that's not good. We just lost that game, but yeah. they were exciting and fun. They were. That's I mean, like the Rangers were in 2010 and 2011. Yes, very much so. Well, we definitely need to get back to that. But let's look ahead. We got uh, the Arizona Cardinals too, and then we go on the road to play the Giants. Uh, what is that? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What uh, what chance do you give them for these next five games? Oh, let's see. Arizona Tuesday and Wednesday. They're going to split it. with. Yep. They'll they'll split with the Diamondbacks because uh, those two games are here. Yep. So they'll split that. Then the road to San Francisco. <sighs> I hate to say it. They're going to get one out of three. Yeah. See, I think exactly the same thing. I've got them. What is that? I've got them three and let's see right now, uh, whatever that is, it's five more games. So there'll be two and three in those. So I agree with you. I think one in each series, and uh, that's going to be about where we had them. Um, now they can surprise us, and injuries and, you know, COVID-19 can definitely help make us a better team. But unless that happens, I'm with you. I don't – I see us getting eliminated in the first round of the postseason. 
I don't disagree with that. Hopefully they'll make it, but I'm holding my breath on that because then they got Oakland. Yep. And yep. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about that because that's not going to be pretty. <laughs> uh, no, then they fly home and they now they got a chance against the Angels. Yes, they do. Because I think that team is they they really were kind of lost and with um, Otani gone or possibly yeah. struggling. They can actually win that series and the follow-up one with Seattle. Exactly, and that's where they can get back on track. Now, as you say that about the Angels, I had the Rangers finishing fourth, but I only had the Angels with two more wins than the Rangers, so that can definitely flip-flop. Yeah, very much so, absolutely. So, anyway. All right, well, I think that's all I had for tonight, Jeff. I really appreciate you coming on with me. Well, it was my pleasure. We've been talking on Facebook, and it's like, <laughs> hey, I'd really just like to talk to him in person. Yeah, and well, let's, let's do it again. Absolutely. I'm up for it whenever you have the time and you're ready to go. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.